0: Hello, Anabolic Academy here on Serious and Silliness Bodybuilding. Picked up a few new subscribers, which is always nice. Thank you. Thank you for subscribing. And please continue to subscribe, like, share. So I got a great bunch of questions. So we're going to just jump right in it. Of course, one of my favorite subscribers, Fran is the man, sent me a bunch of questions. And I have uh, some other questions as well. But let's start with Fran is the man from Instagram. Let's start with his questions. How do you describe your training style? Fast, explosive, like Branch Warren, or controlled like Nick Walker. Uh, It's probably somewhere in between. You know, The truth of the matter is only Branch and Johnny Jackson can train like that and grow. I mean, they were were freaks of nature. Their form was horrible, but they still grew. They were meant to be bodybuilders. I mean, anybody else who trained like that would probably hurt themselves or not see the best potential they could possibly can. So, you know, controlled mind-muscle connection with intensity. And discipline and consistency is how you want to train. The form is, is 100% necessary to get down pat. Don't do what Branch Warren or Johnny Jackson do. Have the same intensity, right? But don't do what they do. Even though I love watching them before I go to the gym, those old videos. They're great to like get your psych to go to the gym. All right. Um, next question. Where do you think is today's mecca of bodybuilding. I don't think there is a mecca. I think it's spread out everywhere. It's become so globalized. It's not like, you know, due to social media, the internet, advancements in technology, it's not like, oh, if I want to be an actor, I need to move to Hollywood. Or if I want to be a bodybuilder, I need to move to Venice Beach, California. It's not like that anymore. I mean, if you're you're in New York and you want to be a bodybuilder, you would train at Bev Francis Powerhouse. If you're in the Middle East, you would go to Oxygen Gym. Uh, if you're in Las Vegas, you would go to what, what's the name of that guy who won the two twelve Flex Lewis's gym, right? So I think there's kind of spots everywhere. I mean, there's the Red Con One gym in Florida, the Kai Ghost. I mean, there's so many hardcore gyms that are that are around. Even in Jersey, the gym I go to, Signature. This like that's where Clarita went. I mean, if you're in Texas, you would go to um, Metroflex. I mean, there's it's just it's just not like it was. There, I don't believe there is a mecca anymore. I think uh, everything has changed. I think you could probably be noticed and have opportunities no matter where you are in the world. All right, next question. Again, Fran is the man because it truly is the man. He sends me most embarrassing gym or bodybuilding moment. Well, this was great. I was doing close grip uh, bench press, I was doing triceps, and I had one plate on, and I had a suicide grip, right? So I was holding it like this, and this this was the this was one of the Olympic bars that um, spun. It wasn't solid. You know what I mean? For some reason, the fucking bar, I don't know if it was not, it was that, it was, if that was intentional or it wasn't intentional if they're made that way, if they're not. But I was, and I was kind of in my heyday in my early thirties and I was going fast, you know, trying to warm up with one plate, right? And it slipped out of my hands because I had the suicide grip and hit me right in the stomach. Boom! And I went, I was just, uh, it was just uh, pretty, pretty embarrassing. Another embarrassing moment. I think everybody has been through this. I was actually squatting on the Smith machine. I had 405 on, and I thought I had locked it in place, and I didn't. I went right down on my fucking ass. Uh, that was pretty embarrassing. Um, those two, I'm sure there's other, other things I did, but those two are definitely the worst. Okay. If you are 18 years old right now, do you think you will end up being one of those tripod gym guys? Dear God, I hope not. Oh, God. I hope not. You know what? Actually, it happened to me today. I was doing legs today, and there's a, a hamstring machine. And right by the hamstring machine, is like this, I guess you could call it a squat machine, right? So I had my, nobody was using it, so I had my stuff on the squat machine. This girl walks and tries to get the squat machine. So I moved my stuff, to be polite, Move my stuff. And she wasn't using the squat machine. She actually wanted to use the mirror that was in front of the squat machine. So she could take pictures of herself and she was posing and doing this. And I'm like, it's not even embarrassing to these young kids that you're so self-centered and everything has to be on Instagram. It's not even, it's like acceptable. It's pathetic. I hope I would never do something. like. I hope I wouldn't be, would be like that. I, you know, eh, eh, I hope, but I mean, I probably would. Because I did everything else that everybody else did when I was 18. I used to wear my pants hanging down around my ass when I was 18. Do you think it's possible to grow big legs only doing leg curls and leg extension? No, not even close. Matter of fact, that's one of my other questions. Um, I might as well just go into the other question is how to build big legs if you know, you're just not genetically gifted with legs. I mean, it's, it's very difficult. That happens a lot. As a matter of fact, that's the whole reason they came out with men's physique is because they were like, hey, we're losing money here. There are plenty of guys that want to compete but don't have legs because they can't grow their legs. Let's open a division for guys who don't have legs and we won't judge legs. It's difficult, but in order to grow legs, you have to squat, free weight squat, free weight squat, free weight squat. That's the... That isn't that's necessary. That's necessary. But listen, if you have really, really poor legs and you need that to, to come up, they can improve. They will improve. You got you to get them as best as you possibly can get them. But if you have like a great upper body, like one of those physique guys and they have no legs, odds are it's it's never going to catch up, but it doesn't mean you can't improve what it is now. And then again, you also never know right sometimes you know these guys i've seen bodybuilders that have trained legs and they made great improvements on legs like um blessing blessing is doing the chicago pro this week weekend coming up and he brought his legs up in the last couple of years right but then again you know he's a monster so but no definitely not leg extensions and curls no definitely not if you had a choice to coach any pro bodybuilder who would it be past present and why uh, that's easy. Kevin LeVron. Are you kidding? I'd look like a genius. The guy literally was the, is probably the greatest genetical freak that ever walked the face of the earth. 16 weeks out from the, from the Olympia, 12 weeks out from the Olympia, he would start training. He would look like a regular guy. And we could Go look at pictures. He would look like a regular guy. And then he would be this monster when he'd break the top five in the Olympia. It was a, It was absolutely amazing what he could do with his body. And supposedly he did it because it wasn't his plan, but he had gotten hurt and he laid off the offseason process and he said, Oh, screw it. I gotta compete and I gotta make a living. And he just went and he just grew. And he's like, Well, if I don't have to do all this craziness in the offseason, I'm not going to. And he would literally look like a regular dude that was kind of like in shape. You would look at him, and go, Oh, that guy goes to the gym. You know, he looks good. And then all of a sudden, like little three to four months later, he was a monster and destroying people. I don't know. So yeah, I would train him because I would look like a, I would look like, I would look fantastic. Right. And then like some average kid would want me to train him and be like, (laughs) I don't know, kid. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Uh, Next question. Were you nervous or scared when you had to do your first self-injection? No, I was not nervous or scared. I was actually excited. I was, I remember I was 21 years old and I was with my friend. And we were going to, like, inject each other. It was ridiculous. And, he, he, you know, and I was, like, so, I mean, all day I was waiting, you know, to go hang out with my friend that night. We were going to go to the gym, and then we were going to do it. And uh, we're in his car, and he, I, uh, he hit me in the shoulder, and I hit him in the shoulder. And I remember being so, like, excited um, because I wanted to get big and everything, you know. And now it's, like, you know, it's ridiculous. But how old was I? 21, 22, whatever how old I was when I did that. It's ridiculous. But it's for, no, that, that that didn't make me nervous or scared. You know what I'm scared of? I'm scared of failing. I'm scared of failing, which is why I keep going with this podcast. I'm scared that I'm going to die and be a failure. So that's why I keep pushing along and, and just driving forward. That's, that's what I'm scared of. But no, I was never scared of injections. Okay. Okay. Here's another question. Lower back pain and squatting. What to do if you have lower back pain when you squat or if you have lower back pain in general and squat. Okay. Well, first of all, you got to find out what's wrong with your back. Okay. Because I'm not a doctor. So you have to go and find out if it's severe, if it's not severe, you know, there are certain things, you know, it might be the form. You might have terrible form squatting and it's hurting your lower back and it's just this quick adjustment. Um I've heard of guys getting like uh tension and stress and pain in the lower back from using D ball. Um, I've then, you know, there are are severe cases with lower back pain and you need some kind of operation of fusion. And so you really got to go check it out. You know, you have to go to, uh, an orthopedist and see what the problem is. I can't answer that, but I could answer what you could do in place of it. There are plenty of machines that you could use today that aren't going to be as good as squatting. Nothing is as good as free weight squatting, but if you truly have pain and you can't Take squatting, and especially if you're not like want to compete or anything like that. I mean, there's hack squats, there's like this this leg, leg extend there's leg presses, leg extensions, they have the pendulum squat, which takes a lot of pressure off your lower back. They have the oh, what is it? I think it's called the shark, and you you stand up and you wrap the thing around your waist, and the weight is on the side, and you can go up and down, right? I've used it in my gym, it's great, actually. It's a really good machine. I've Um, because I don't squat anymore, because I have lower back pain, you know, Um, but that came over time, you know, I'm an old man now. So I have to uh, address my injuries, if you will. But if you have lower back pain, you got to figure out what the problem is first. That's first and foremost. So that I can't like diagnose ever. But you first and foremost, you got to figure out the problem was then address the problem, and then um, go from there. I mean, I had uh, upper back pain, and it turned out I needed uh, an operation and I got it in 2020. Yeah, during COVID. It was Great. But I did get the operation in 2020, toward the end of 2020. And I had uh, three herniated discs that need to be removed and then replaced with bone, uh, spinal stenosis. And those three discs had to be fused. So if you actually, if I do have a picture of the x-ray, if you see the x-ray, you'll actually see them fused together and so on and so forth and how, how it looks now. And I have no pain whatsoever in my lower, and my back, upper back. I, you know, this side of my arm would go numb. I would have pain no matter what I did or how I trained and no matter what I so. I had no choice. I had to go through it. It was the best thing I did because I'm able to like, you know, I don't nearly go as heavy as I used to, but I could go to the gym now with no pain. You know, um, if I want to push it a little bit, I can push it, you know, so it's always necessary to find out what the problem is first. Okay. Question from a friend of mine at the gym. Guy is using Anadrol. Uh, wants to put size on. Kills his appetite. I've talked about this with Ons uh, a um, couple of times. That's common with Anadrol. I don't know why it happens. Okay, I'm not. I don't know why it happens, but that's common. It Happens to me. I don't use orals anymore. But if I use, if I used, a lot of times it's dose related. But some people are more sensitive to certain things than other people. So if I did, if I went to like 100 milligrams to a day it would kill my appetite. 50 really wouldn't bother me too much. But here's what I say. If you're trying to put weight on and you're taking anadrol and it's killing your appetite, don't take anadrol. Because what's the problem? What's the purpose of taking a drug that's going to kill your appetite when you're trying to put weight on? The only way to put weight on is to eat. Anadrol helps, right? It's a great mass uh, building drug. But if you can't eat, then that defeats the purpose. You have to be able to put that food down and hold it down. And I know there are times where I felt slightly nauseous from just from eating plain food. I'm like, oh, this is horrible. So just don't eat Anadryl. Don't eat Anadrol. Listen to me. Don't use Anadryl. Uh, If you want to use another oral, uh, Dianabol, D-Ball, kills your appetite a little bit too. But, I mean, you could take, if, if you could find injectable Dianabol and just surpass that whole thing of the, you know, appetite suppression. I mean, then then just do that, but just don't fucking, there's so many goddamn injectables you could take. Don't take orals. You don't have to take an oral, right? I mean, literally you could do like, you know, especially if you're a dude in the gym that just wants to get in shape or put size on and look good on the beach, literally take testosterone and aquapause and you'll you'll, you'll blow up. You'll have amazing results from that. You don't need to do an oral and do crazy high amounts. And what else can I take? And blah, blah, blah. Literally like test and Deca test and EQ test the Masteron. If you want to get crazy, use trend, but I don't suggest anybody use trend unless you're competing. This is not necessary. Really isn't, you know, it's very toxic in short periods of time. Same thing with orals short periods of time, but yeah, just don't take it. Don't, don't, don't use it. It just defeats the purpose. Anyway. That is going to be it for Anabolic Academy. So please like, subscribe if you are in the New Jersey area on Saturday, J- July, 29th. I will be at the Muscle Beach NPC show. Jason Ons is the promoter, and obviously you guys know he's a very good friend. And it is in uh Monmouth Regional High School in Tinton Falls, New Jersey. I will be there. I will have a booth there. If you're in the New Jersey area, please come down. Please, it'll be fun. And you can hang out with me. I'm a fun guy and no. it'll be And you get to hang out with me. That'd be cool. And maybe if you're nice, I'll give you a shirt. If you're nice, if you're a nasty bastard, you ain't got nothing.